Welcome to Alexandra and Friends. We are now taping and recording our podcast from Old House Barbecue in downtown, well, we're going to say downtown Carrollton, but it's at 1905 Josie Lane in Carrollton, Texas. Hey everyone, this is Jose Gillian, the owner of Old House Barbecue located in Louisville in Carrollton. You can find us at allhousebbq.com and we are the proud sponsor of Alexandra and Friends. Come and see us. Well, good morning, everybody. And I want to wish everybody a very wonderful weekend. This is Shabbat and Shalom and also a Memorial Weekend. And I'm going to say good morning, Miss Daisy. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing fabulous today. Good morning, Miss Marshall. How are good you? Good morning, beautiful ladies. And good morning to our guests. Well, we're going to have an amazing guest this morning on a wonderful day. And thank you for being here to our producers, Mr. Michael Clark and Mr. Luis Paloma. Thank you so much for mm-hmm. LM Productions to making this thank possible for us thank every you. Saturday. Is that correct, LM Productions? You're listening to Alexander Friends. If you want to find us, we're live today on Facebook on alexandrafriends.com or you can go to alexandrafriends.com website and join us our podcast. So how was your weekend, Ms. Daisy? And welcome well, we're to getting ready to celebrate another graduation. It's graduation season, but we're super excited about this weekend uh, being Memorial Day weekend and, uh, you know, celebrating well, not really celebrating, honoring, but remembering, and honoring, honoring all those yes, that, yes, that yes, died for our country. That's right, and served. That's right, yes. Well, I think one of the things that people don't realize, you know, you sort of start going driving downtown or the areas and you see memorial sale, memorial barbecues, memorial hot dogs. They forget to, to remember that all those issues, all those things are because those men and women gave us the opportunity to be here today. Yes, made so the ultimate So we're going to take just a second off to listen to the Pledge of Allegiance. Is that okay? We're going to have the Clark family. And I asked last night, I asked um, um, Michael to give me the names of his children because I, want I wanted to tell a little bit, just mention their names because they're so amazing. So do you mind, Michael, if I mention their names? Okay, so we have Preston, Callan, Josephine, and Brennan. And I want to congratulate Preston because he graduated from high school yesterday. I Congratulations, yesterday. Preston. Yay. And that is uh, homeschooling. And it looked like they had a great graduation. So I want to say thank you to Mrs. Clark for doing such an amazing job, putting up with her husband and her children. Congratulations to you, Michael, religious. too. We'll be right back. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. Well, aren't those the most precious children? I mean, they are so cute. And I think that just doing this makes you want to stand up and say, America, you're the greatest place on earth. Is that not correct? It truly is. We're in the greatest country on the planet. Well, before we start our show, let's talk a little bit about you've got graduations coming. So tell us what's happening tonight. Tonight, we will be celebrating our youngest of seven, Zachy. Seven. Or we call him Zachy, but it's Zechariah Coloma. And he, he will be graduating from Magnolia West High School. And their ceremony is going to be at, I uh, believe, Fouts Field in, at A&M College Woo-hoo. Station. Congratulations. So we'll be driving out so there good. after this. Yeah, yeah we're so amazing. excited. 
Yes. He's the last one. So wow. you're, you're an hour and a half away from where you're going. If you're going to Commerce, to A&M, because are you going to Bryan or are you going yes, to Commerce? Yes, we're going to College Station. You're going to College Station. Okay, so you're two and a half. My husband is an Aggie, my son's an Aggie, my nephew's an Aggie, my grandson's an we're, an we're an Aggie cult in my home. I went to A&M for a semester, and it is definitely okay. a it's completely a different world. Hmm. Well, the world oh, is yeah. good. They have their own little... Um, language, Cliche, and yes, yes, yes. Like it's their own culture. Yeah. It's their own culture. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and Miss Marshall, how how was your day? And how's Mr. Trash doing? <laughs> I he's love her husband because he's in the trash business, and he and I can yes. talk trash. <laughs> oh yes, I've been in the trash business over forty years, and um, he's doing well. Everything is doing well. So tell us how Sabretta doing. Tell us update oh. us on Sabretta. Absolutely fabulous. She just uh, got off the Tom Joyner cruise. She well, ended fun. up getting the lead as Eve on Hoodbook on the Fred Hammond project. Listen to that. And her company was the dancers in the show, so we have been very blessed. And I was so excited. I wish I could have made it to the cruise, but you know what? It's all good. The tour is going to be starting in September, and Mommy's going to be right there on her hip. Wow. What a, just, and just to know that she's been our guest and she's part of us, oh, my yes. God, it's, it's amazing. It's I, amazing. It's amazing. So any graduations on your side there? My grandson. My grandson graduated. He's now in the first grade. He graduated. Oh, Mr. Really? Austin Reese Blake. You do not look like you have grandchildren. Yes. I know. Right? <laughs> yes, ma'am. I have one grandson. I lost my first grandson in 2014. 2014. But I have Austin. We're so oh. blessed to have Austin. He's so smart. So he's been walking around the house singing Star Spangled Banner. And he goes, oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? That was it. That was it. But you know what? He started. I said, you know what? You learned this at a very young age, and that is really good. That you know? is so wonderful. Awesome. You know, I didn't know you could sing that well. I'm going to have to ask Mayor Kerry Gordon to put her, the 23rd of June. She'll be playing at the Pocket Sandwich Theater <laughs> that night. So we're, I'm going to have I her can keep a key. I try to keep a key. Stay on key, that's the key. Okay. Stay on key. Okay, sounds like a deal. <laughs> well, I was, I was invited to go to a graduate. I haven't been at a graduation since my son graduated from high school, and that was in 1991, 92. But I went to kindergarten to, to first grade. And then they had first grade to second grade, second grade to third grade, fourth. I said, this is, this is just not. It's too much. It's too much. Too much. Why are they doing that? What happened to sixth grade to the eighth grade or whatever it is? Skip, those, skip all that. They didn't do that in my time. You graduated, I graduated high school and that was your graduation. Now I graduated, you graduated from kindergarten, yeah. K, grad, mm -hmm. fifth mm -hmm. grade. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they honor them every yeah. step of the way. I graduated from high school and that was it. And I was 16 mm -hmm. years old. And I was so glad. And I said, okay, I'm getting ready to go to college now, 16. So, well, this morning, I want to thank you all for being here. But one of the most important reasons we're here today because it is Memorial Weekend. And I want to make sure that we recognize and that before we go any farther on our show, I'd like Daisy Palomo to um, give us a prayer for the morning and Absolutely. let's start our show, okay? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for this day. We thank you for everyone here and everyone involved with this podcast, Lord. We just want to put it in your hands that it may honor and glorify you. 
And uh, we also want to thank and remember every single veteran and everyone who has gave that ultimate sacrifice for our country, Lord. We just want to put them in your hands, their families, and remember them this weekend and remember them on this special holiday that we have. We thank you, Lord, and we put this all in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Shabbat Shalom, and today is also a very big day for our Jewish community, which is Shabbat, and that's when we bring the uh, Moses bring the Torah down, and uh, we want to recognize Elena Glassman today. She's having her book signing. Congratulations, on her wonderful Elena. book, The Taste of Torah, and we are getting calls wanting to know how they can get hold of her. So I think we're going to ask our our producers to put a little link to her book, because I think it's amazing that we're getting those calls. So, well, without further ado, we want to go ahead and introduce our guest today. Yes. All right. So uh, I think uh, being Memorial Day, I would like to kind of, I, I, I come from a very strict military family, but I always remember that Memorial Day was always about not us, but our sons and daughters, because they are sons and daughters and brothers and sisters that never made it back home, or they made it home and did not survive. So um, we invited a guest who is a veteran, but I want to know besides, you know, we always say, I know how you feel, but nobody knows how you feel when you lose a child or you lose a loved one. But we never think about how does our men and women who are there feel when they see their sister or brother being brought back in a body bag? And that's one of our conversations today. Yes, it's so hard. Ms. Daisy, you want to introduce this gentleman that's our guest today? Sure. So today, we have a very special guest. Um, he is a career military, he's from a career military family uh, for multiple generations of military service. And he himself is uh, served as a corporal in the United States Marines. And... Um, we're going to hear more about everything else about him, but without further ado, I'd love to introduce to you our special guest, Mr. Mike Dooling. Well, hi, Mike. Good Thank morning. you so much for Michael. having me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. I'm going to call you Michael because that's my son's name, and I didn't call him Mike when he was born. He was called Michael, so I'm going to, if your <laughs> name is Michael, that's what I'm going to call you, and my name is Alexandra, okay? That works. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Good morning, Michael. Thank, Thank you, you for so being much. here. Thank you. Thank you. So we're honored to have you here on a, on a Memorial Weekend because um, it's you and people like you and her son, who's going, who's going to be pretty soon a Marine, that have kept this country where we are today. And I hope that we continue. I understand that we're having very difficult times getting people, generating people to join the military. So... Um, I want to hear a little bit about you and tell us who you are and if you're married and you have children or you're, or you're divorced, do you have any enemies, all those things, okay? I don't know about enemies. <laughs> uh, I, I grew up in Hawaii uh, in a military family. Grandfather served, grandfathers served in World War II. One was in Midway on the Hornet. Uh, and just a career military family. Dad served 33 years. And so we grew up in base housing. Uh, I was fortunate And I know enough. what those look like. Uh, yeah, the little <laughs> cracker boxes. And they call them barracks. Or we yes, used to. Now they're calling them in, so. Does, are they really? Oh, no. But I'm the oldest of four boys, and three out of the four of us all served in the military. Grew up in the military. I had Pearl Harbor in my backyard, literally in my backyard. You're in uh, Hawaii. I was in preschool on Ford Island. 
the Arizona Memorial was right in our backyard. I remember going as a little five-year-old kid to that thing and then uh, going to high school there and just in the midst of all of these veterans and in a, in a military family. And so I had a really stark impression of those who serve because as I was growing up, I remember the POWs and the flag-draped caskets coming into Hickam Air mm. Force Base. And we'd go running from the beach, you know, we'd drive in from the beach whenever we heard another flight was coming in. Mm. And these are all from the Vietnam War as prisoners and bodies were wow. being released back. They gave the ultimate sacrifice. And that was what I grew up with. I served in the Cub Scouts, and it was in our military community, Boy Scouts, playing baseball. All of our coaches were military, uh, Navy SEALs, Marine Corps. And so this was what I grew up with, everything that I knew. Now, being lucky enough to grow up in Hawaii, it was amazing with all the cultural diversity, but also having that military community of people who have served. Some of my best friends in elementary school, I remember uh, their father had passed away, so they were no longer living with us anymore in the military community, finding those gaps. And so I understand that Memorial Day is to honor those who gave the ultimate sacrifice while serving their country. Do you um, feel like that's where you got your passion from, to go and into military? Uh, after high school, uh, I served in the Civil Air Patrol during high school, mm -hmm. and then I went into ROTC, Naval ROTC in college. And then they stationed me, I went to the Marine Corps after college, and they stationed me back home in Hawaii with brother number two, who was serving in the Navy. So after dad had moved to DC, gotten stationed in DC, I still had a brother and I stationed in Hawaii going overseas. And so it was really nice to be a liaison with the other military, with the local community that we'd grown up with, to have that, to continue our service. To continue your service. You know, war is a terrible thing. Unfortunately, it does happen. And I was just reading the US war casualties, one of the Unbelievable. Uh, World War I, 116,516 Americans died. World War II, 405,399,000 ,000 Americans died. Korean War, 36,574 Americans died. Vietnam conflict, which I grew up in the Vietnam conflict, 58,220 Americans died, and the, our soldiers were the Hardest hit, not only in Vietnam, but in this country. We despised our soldiers when they came back. Mm -hmm. My mother was spit on. It was the worst thing that could have happened to our soldiers. We had a very difficult time because they treated our soldiers during that time in a very bad situation, and it was not their fault. They did what they were told to do. Mm -hmm. The uh, Operation Desert and Shields Desert Storm, which you and my son were, 382 service members died. Operation Iraqi Freedom, which my son and you were, 4,418 service members died. Operation New Dawn, 74 service died. Operation Enduring Freedom, which was back on that, 2,349 died. And Operation Freedom Centennial, Sentinel, which was at the very end of operations, 107 service members died. This is our country. This is the blood we have spilled. Mm -hmm. And this is why Memorial Day is so important. But not only Memorial Day, every day we've got to be thankful for that. And that's something that I think, uh, I was glad when uh, Congress declared the last Monday in May to be Memorial Day because it was not called that. It was called um, 
uh, 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 the, the, it was called a different name during the Civil War. Armistice. No. No. There was a different name. Generation it was Day. Generation Day. Okay. Thank you. So there were different names. So, Generation but it became Day or Armistice. Yep, May 3rd, uh, Alexander Logan, uh, John, General John Alexander Logan officially proclaimed May 30th, 19, 1868 as Memorial Day in honor of the Union soldiers. Because we got to remember that, and there's no number for that because mm -hmm. of so many casualties. We have it here. Well, this is President, uh, no, this is, this is the, um, well, yeah, 620, but they said that, that after that they didn't know exactly because it was so, so terrible. But 620,000 Americans mm -hmm. died during the Civil War. It's, 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 it's a world that we have to think about all the time. But I always say, parents say, I don't want my son to go because something can happen. God knows your number. You're right. That's what my mother always used to say. They're Every time she left. They're serving for us. They're serving for us. That's right. Michael, I want to ask you a question. I know here when, when our soldiers come home or when our bodies come home, we receive them. And we're parents and, and family. But you as a military serving, how do you feel when you lose one of your brothers and sisters? What happens within your community? And I know we're having so many people commit suicides and all mm -hmm. that because they stay. Tell us a little bit about what happens within your teams. We do continue to lose people, and it's unfortunate. And, but we've all, when we enlisted or when we were commissioned, We've all written a blank check to the government of the United States of America, mm -hmm. right. up to and including our life. And Amen. they have given that ultimate sacrifice. And for the rest of us, at least for me, have I earned that sacrifice? And so every day you serve the community and you serve in their memory, have I earned their sacrifice? That's a very, uh, well, that's very touching. Have you earned it? Because that's what you probably say every time you see one mm -hmm. of your brothers and sisters yep. give their, la their final. And whether, you know, aren't, even though we still have people serving overseas today in Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, mm -hmm. South America, Central America, and we still lose people every day, this is the decision of the leadership of our country to have them serving. And yes, sir, yes, we'll sir. take care of business. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that's very important. A lot of people don't realize that you can't just quit your job. No, sir. Because if you quit your job, you have a dishonorable discharge, and your life will be completely... You've made a commitment. you made a commitment. So it's not a job that you can do. You have to be very sure that that's what you're going to do. Most people, when you're in, you, rec you are serving, and it is an honor to serve. Uh, you'll have, just like everyday life, you, you have your daily frustrations with Absolutely. your job, uh, with your children, mm -hmm. <laughs> with your neighbors. Uh, you still have those challenges. But ultimately, th that may be a fleeting moment. You still have to come together and work together as a community, and that goes all the way down to your teams. And so you have that brotherhood and sisterhood within your teams that you have to take care of each other and take care of your community. And it's unfortunate when we do lose people in that line of duty and we remember them and every day have I earned that sacrifice yes that's a very strong Absolutely. very strong wording have I learned that sacrifice and you're right have you learned it um, well we have a graduation coming up for a young marine uh, miss Daisy tell us a little bit about that miss Daisy oh my goodness we I are love the name, so Ms. Daisy. excited <laughs> um, 
our son Joshua is going to be graduating from the United States Marine Corps on oh. June 9th. Rah. So we Rah. will be in San Diego at Camp Pendleton. Uh, I'm not really sure what to expect, but um, we're super excited. And, and I'm following um, his, his week. So he's in week 11 right now. So he just got done going through the hardest test that all Marines have crucible. to go through. Yes. He just completed the crucible. So I can now officially say I'm a Marine mom. Yes, you are. <laughs> Very yes, you good. Are. Very That's good. Awesome. Oh He's got God. his EGA. He's got his EGA. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Eagle Globe and Anchor. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, having a Marine sitting at this table, you should be very proud to have, oh my gosh, yes. to, to have that uh, environment because it's nothing better than when you have somebody that's serving and that you have the families come together and, you know, go to the store together and say, oh, how's your, you know, it's just, there's that difference of, you know, I get it all my life, but I, I, I don't know how other people feel, but I love the feel. Oh, what, what sta- where is he stationed? What can we say? Can we send some cookies? I used to send chocolate chip cookies <laughs> to Fort Lewis. Fort Lewis will distribute it over to all of my, my son would call. You send two little cookies. You have to send more cookies. <laughs> well, that's not the way it works. It it's goes just to the box. team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take care of the, the whole team. team. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's what it's all about. Just don't send them in boot camp. <laughs> don't send them. Oh, that's exactly what I used to. So, so one day I got this little letter that says, please do not send any letter saying, I miss you. I wish you were home. You don't do that. No, it's, I'm proud of you. Keep pushing. Yes. You got yes. this. Well, you got, got to lift this. them up. I didn't yeah. do it, yes. but my husband, and, uh, that got to lift them God, up. Let, let them be the best. So. Because Absolutely. I'm sure he's there thinking, what am I doing? I know, right? <laughs> what have I got myself what into? What have I gotten myself into? But, he knows now. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's, um, yes. His first letter to me was in all capital letters. So Lewis is like, he's yelling at us in his letter. <laughs> But it was it was really special to receive communication from him, and I know he's he's doing his very best. And That's so, really good. And I, you know, I'm I'm impartial because he is my son, but he's good at anything he puts his mind to. That's right. That's right. And that's what you have to tell him. Yeah. And so I told to him, him everything you need, you already have in you. Oh, come mm-hmm. on now. Just bring come it on. Out. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Come on now. That's right. Also on your bio, I was reading, I'm ready to get into this question that I um, Oh, I yes. Have. She's got this question. You better <laughs> be here. Watch out, Ellie. Watch out. <laughs> that I have um, the qualifications of what you were sharing with me a few minutes ago. We was talking. And by the way, thank you for educating me on a lot of things that when it comes to service and also being um, in, involved Mm-hmm. Um, out here in regarding to our Marines. And I just wanted to uh, ask you more about the Team Rubicon. 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 Team Rubicon. I've never heard of that. So I couldn't wait to ask you today. Can you give me a little background of that Team Rubicon? What it's about, how you get in, what you do, and what needs to be done? Team Rubicon is a team that was put together uh, with former Marines and other veterans. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 2010, the Haiti earthquake happened. And if you remember back that far, a lot of aid organizations based in the United States couldn't get there because we didn't have relations with Haiti. And so Jake Wood, he'd been out, uh, Jake Wood and Clay Hunt and and several others, 
uh, they had self-deployed. They decided, I need to go and do something. He was out 60 days out of the Marine Corps after Iraqi freedom. He was a Marine Corps sniper. Yes. And they decided, we're going to go help. Because okay. there are people, there are people in, in danger. They're having a hard time. We can help. We have medical training. And we can operate quickly and agilely. And so defying U.S. travel restrictions, mm -hmm. they, they're Marines, um, it's going to happen. Uh, they flew into Costa Rica and then to Dominica, and then they were driving, getting ready to drive across the border into Haiti. And it was like crossing the Rubicon. If you know of Caesar, Caesar, uh, when once he crossed the Rubicon, there's no going back. Hmm. And so they went and they served and they started building the team member with doctors and uh, ministers, and they started serving in Haiti. And so that's where we got our our. That's our foundation. That's okay. Started in the foundation. Okay. Uh, a year later, mm -hmm. Clay Hunt took his life. Wow. He was dealing with PTSD. Wow. Uh, after OIF Operation Iraqi Operation Freedom. Operation Iraqi Freedom. And so now we have the Clay Hunt Fellowship that okay. helps other Marines or other service members. Part of what we do, uh, disasters are our business. You know, as other people are running away from disasters, mm -hmm. we're running Run to, to it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And um, just being able to get on the ground mm -hmm. and go and do these things. Uh, but the veterans are our passion. So our service continues with Team Rubicon. And the culture there is very much brought over from the Marine Corps. Uh, we do have some kick-A civilians. I kept it clean. Um, <laughs> it, it used to be 80%. And you have some Army, too. Hmm. Well, they're, they're all military veterans. Yes. It used to be 80%, and now we're getting more kick-A civilians uh, coming in. We're about a third civilians now. And for a lot of them, it's an adjustment because it's like being in the military. Because when you deploy to a disaster zone, it's a very austere environment. If you have certain needs, you shouldn't deploy. But... There's a lot of support that goes on. There's integration with uh, FEMA yeah. and uh, uh, municipalities, county organizations. But what we do is go to respond to natural disasters. And so uh, we have, I, I'm going to have to give this pitch. Uh, on the 25th, uh, we had a series. It started when we were, in, when I was in Florida for Hurricane Ian, responding to Hurricane Ian. And there's a TV series, uh, a brief series, I think it's an 18 episode series. Uh, called Team Rubicon, uh, streaming on the Roku channel. And so awesome. that gives awesome. a little bit more, and you can see both the service to the communities that we serve okay. and to the veterans that we work with. Uh, a lot of people have issues adjusting. A lot of veterans have yes, problems sure. adjusting, oh, yeah. yes. whether it's with PTSD, mm -hmm. the VA, our health. Uh, integrate, reintegrating back into our communities, and oftentimes the best channel that we have are other veterans. And, and that's why you have the American Legion and the Jewish War Veterans and the VFW also, and all this. There's also MetroCare, mm -hmm. and there's a, there's a clinic right up the road from here. In Addison. In Addison, and it's, speci it's specific for um, military oh. and veterans mm -hmm. and their families to yeah, get yeah. mental health care. Yes. Either free or very, very low cost. Very low yeah. cost, so yeah. It's so needed. Yes. It, it really needed. is. It's very needed, yeah. One of the, I know I want to tell you because I'm with the Jewish War Veterans, have been on my life, and we have a, a tremendous organization. It's the oldest American Legion or anybody else. Our Jewish War Veterans organization is the oldest mm -hmm. in this country. I didn't know that. 
reserved. What year y'all start? 18, uh, it was right, right during actually Civil War. When Civil they started War. Because okay. Jews were just moving here. You know, and this is one of the things. But one of the things that we have found is we jump into what needs to be done. And we, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit different than everybody else has all these feelings. My only feeling is the military. I don't like any other contributions when money is picked up. It only goes to the military. When it's a military mission, it's about the military. I grew up in Viet- during Vietnam. Mm-hmm. My mother was, even though she had already retired, the Vietnam War was coming. She was there. But one of the things that I find is that uh, our, VA, our VA hospitals, and we have two big ones here. We have the Dallas VA and we have the Bonham VA, that we need to have more involvement of within our vets so they can see how our vets are being cared for. Mm-hmm. I just came, this week we had a I had a vet that we took for surgery, and it's amazing because half of the people that work there never been in the military. Mm-hmm. They come from other countries. They have no idea, and you see it, and you see the difference how the, our vets are, are are integrated. So I think we need our vets, and I love this Rubicon. Team Rubicon. Team Rubicon. Mm-hmm. That maybe that they can start working a little bit within our veteran locations, our veteran hospitals, because that's where we need a lot of work. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Like, what do you guys do between disasters? We prepare. And I don't know if you realize it, we have hundreds of disasters every oh, year. Yes. Oh, yeah. Hundreds. Yes. And so I we are always that. deploying. Uh, one of our core, our principal values is change your socks. So after you deploy, it is very traumatic. When you go into one of these disaster zones, we'll go knocking and walking to people's houses. And we don't go to just anybody's house. We look at economic data. Team Rubicon goes and serves in those areas that are distressed. They're economically distressed. They don't have the money. And a lot of people don't realize this. Just to down a tree Mm -hmm. could be $5,000. They don't have that. We're meeting these people Mm. on the worst days of their life after a disaster. Awesome. And we do it for free. Awesome. And wow. so we get in there and we'll hit one. There are many times that we're serving in multiple areas. You can, we deploy by car if it's within 450 miles. If it's a bigger operation, a, a tier three operation or higher, we bring in people from across the country. We have Team Rubicon volunteer gray shirts across the country and across the globe. We're an international wow. organization. That's awesome. And so once we <laughs> awesome. hit a tier three operation, that's how severe and how much the need is. We, uh, we send in reconnaissance teams. We watch the weather. So if something like a hurricane, we have a week's notice, a couple weeks notice. For tornadoes, you don't get that kind of warning. Exactly. Or flooding, or you, you remember hearing about the atmospheric rivers. When you hear about wildfires, we do wildfire mitigation down in Bridgeport earlier this year during the election campaign. We had a mitigation uh, operation go down there just to help prevent wildfires in South Texas. So we do these kind of operations and it helps those communities. Oftentimes there are communities where they have volunteer fire departments. And so when we're going in, when we go into a disaster zone, when I responded to Ian, we were staying, we were billeted, our FOB, Ford Operating Base, was at the American Legion. There, I was in Punta Gorda, Port Charlotte, right across Mm -hmm. from Fort Myers. And we scaled up so quickly, I was in wave two, so the week right after the hurricane had hit. And they, we discovered the need was so great, there was so much damage and it was so total, 
that we had to scale up and we got approval to scale up from 50 or 60 people to 150 and they moved us into the first responders FEMA camp and so there was a whole camp of first responders because the local the local community is saturated at that point and they're also victims and survivors of this disaster they need help yeah and so that's what we're doing. They can stay with their families and help take care of their local communities. And we're going to go and take care of, we're helping them. We're staying with uh, the sheriffs, with the EMTs. Uh, we're helping to provide communications and just working with the whole community and the churches together to be able to serve this. And so whether we're bouncing, you know, they'll send us home after a week or 10 days and they won't let you use, un unless you're set to, do another tour. And so you'll have people go tour after tour after tour, but they always tell you, change your socks. You've got to take time to take that break. And every night that we're there, we have a campfire. And mm -hmm. that's where we're sitting down and having community. We tell our stories. But these things are always going on. And we'll have teams deploying to Florida, to Selma, Alabama, the tornadoes that had hit there. Right. Um, yes. In Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, oh. Missouri, Washington yes. State. <laughs> California, you don't realize it. Not all of these make national news, but we're deploying. It may be a team of 25 people. It may be a team of 150. In Florida, we wound up spinning up five different operating bases. Wow. And so that was in five different counties. And so we had probably hundreds, if not thousands of people on the ground at various times. Hey, everyone. This is Jose Gillian, the owner of All House Barbecue, located in Louisville and Carrollton. You can find us at allhousebbq.com, and we are the proud sponsor of Alexandra and Friends. Come and see us. You're listening to Alexandra and Friends. We're recording today at the Old House Barbecue in Carrollton, Texas. Thank you so much for listening to us. Our website is alexandraandfriends.com. Our Facebook is Alexandra and Friends and Company. We really appreciate your listening and giving us some options on what you like to hear. And I think today is a very special day because it is Memorial Day, and we want to... First of all, our condolences to all the parents and loved ones and children of yes. all our military men and women that did not make it back home. But our hearts and prayers are always with you. So we're, our guest of honor today is Mr. Mike Dooley. He is, I'm, no, I'm not going to say Mr. is veteran, Corporal yes. Mike Dooley. And thank you, thank you for being nice. here. Ms. Daisy Palomo, my co-host, and on my right-hand side is Ms. Marcelle Johnson, my dear friend. Thank you so much for being um and this in this day together one of the things i want to mention uh, that i want to talk a little bit about what uh, were you was your group already in force during 911 911 when when we got hit in new york the no, towers we okay, i was i was american airlines and that was one of the, i mean to us we we were so short of help you have no idea i was the one closing all the offices so but 911 was a Ugh. you're talking about tragedy mm -hmm. so now i understand when you day. have groups who endorses or who pays your groups who uh, that's a question i'm always asking okay i'm going to go back to uh, one of our principal values and and it goes for in two different ways your mom is a donor and that tells us we have to be very frugal with what we spend. And I give monthly to Team Rubicon. But okay. we also have corporate sponsors. Um, okay. After Sandy in New York oh. City, mm -hmm. you know, we were a small organization and we were spooling up and we just went all out. We took everybody that, that we could. That was a tremendous, yeah, Rubicon, yeah. 
Goldman Sachs came in and, hey, here's a quarter million dollars. That was half of our operating budget for a year. And they said, here you go. We needed to show and demonstrate that we can do it. And we're doing it effectively and efficiently. That's and awesome. we have it corporate is. corporate sponsors and partners, including Home Depot, Tool Bank, awesome. Goldman Sachs. Uh, but it takes everybody. We yeah. do donation. And whether it's time, anybody can serve. Uh, anybody can serve with Team Rubicon. Awesome. And it's not us... just mucking out houses and tarping roofs. Right. Can you give us a website that right. people can go to? or and, and TeamRubiconUSA.org. TeamRubiconUSA.org. Very good. So, so, the, so basically, it's all donations. That you don't, and that's what you expect for people. I yes. mean, that's, yeah. mm -hmm. wow. that's the point. It's a volunteer. It's a nonprofit it's volunteer, a non -profit volunteer organization. Volunteer. What, okay. what an amazing. Well, it's, it's something well that's uh, very well needed yes. because I'm telling you, our, our, we don't have in today's world. We don't have that kind of organizations that, that really our young people are not used to that anymore. They don't get out and 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 do all this volunteer work like they like we used to before. And I think this is where where you where groups like yours and American Legion come in and start teaching because sounds we need like it. a call for action. I'm I'm always mm. for calls for action. You want to buy some real estate? I'll let you let me know. <laughs> Now, thank you so much for giving us a little bit of insight. Uh, how many members would you say that are uh, that are in your groups? We're at about 150,000 now. Oh, nice! Wow, nice. So, what do you recommend for young people? Uh, if if I had if she has family, young people for the summer, could they join? Uh, it's not a summer program type of thing. You you go in. We have there are some qualifications. Uh, you have to sign up. There are a couple classes you have to take. Uh, there's a background check that's involved. Because okay. we're going into these people's houses uh, yeah. <laughs> in disaster zones. And you'll see those signs, you loot, we shoot. I mean, I love that. we're under curfew. Will you say it again, please? You loot, you shoot? You loot, we shoot. Oh, I like that. Uh, you haven't seen the signs in disaster areas? It's, we have you to have a background knock, check. You don't knock, I shoot. Absolutely. That's understandable. And there are a couple... Just to get started, to be deployable with Team Rubicon, there are a couple FEMA classes because we do operate under FEMA. We coordinate with FEMA and other organizations. They're the, when we go into a national disaster and we integrate when we're sending recon teams out to figure out what are our facilities, because there's a lot of logistics and planning. Like I said, with a hurricane, you oftentimes have a week or so and we will pre-position route clearance teams and reconnaissance teams. Reconnaissance teams are usually already there in the area, they're locals. And for Ian, we had a couple teams for route clearance. They clear the roads with chainsaws and heavy equipment wow. for the power trucks to come in, the sheriff's department. Because if you've noticed during a big national disaster, you see a lot of power companies send their trucks, firefighters send their ambulances, sheriff's departments are sending law enforcement yes. to yes. help augment the local authorities. So we help with the route clearance. But before you can deploy, you've got to have those two classes and a background check. Wow. This is interesting. I want to tell you, last Memorial Day, we had Alex Segal was from um, Sam Pack, was, my, um, was our guest. And I he's was just amazing. thinking about him. Of, he's a Navy guy. So I was just listening to you. And we were talking about some of the organizations that he works with quite a bit. Wow. So tell us a little bit more. When did you do, how long did you serve and what did you decide to, what do you do for a living? And we, we invited you to come. We're talking about the wonderful organizations you serve, but let, let's talk a little bit about you. Do you. Are you married? Do you have children? 
I'm married to the wonderful Miss Susanna Dooling. Uh, a lot good. of you might know her. She's a pollinator. She's on parks, the Parks and Recs board here in Carrollton. Uh, she does a lot of work with uh, nature and stuff, and she's just amazing. She's also uh, on the auxiliary at her legion. Very um, good. Yes. She's been very supportive when, on my team, work with Team Rubicon. But I am work. I've worked in IT and technology for 30 years since I got out of the Marine Corps. And I now work in information security. I'm a VP of information security at one of the national banks. Wow. So I'm still guarding our secrets. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You got to. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank uh, you. We're not going to mention the bank because probably we won't have a show next week. We do. But mm-hmm. I, so this has become very critical. Yesterday, I mean, I was reading on, on 48 Hours that the banks are getting hit very hard on... on always. Always. Our, infra- our national infrastructure is always under attack. And wow. so our our personal information. They it just doesn't help when people just give their information to people over the phone either. No, yeah, no. I had an process. incident yesterday. No. And yeah. What happened? Are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm okay. But somebody's walking around with three thousand extra dollars wow. out of my checking account. Well, you so. know, wow. you're saying this. There's another here in Dallas. A lady lost. Something on uh, from her bank was uh, she gave a credit card for and used a, a um, credit mm-hmm. card and they when she went to look at somebody called her from the bank said you were overdrawn three thousand she said there couldn't be somebody went in and took all her money mm-hmm. out it's a business lady and here in the Dallas area was something I don't pay anything I I don't I don't care I don't buy anything on the computer I don't I don't do I don't do social media like that that's I probably don't. smart I have a question I heard that I don't know what this machine is called Mike you can tell me when you could just tab your card and it picks it up but I heard that's the one that's really getting that's attacked you could just the not the one you can attack the cats are really getting like hit not the one that you insert the card not the chip but the tap not the chip yes but the tap I thought the tap was more secure. Oh. I don't work directly with the cash. My information security responsibilities Mm -hmm. include monitoring third parties. So when you have a large company that deals with other companies, uh, I used it as an example. Do you remember when Target had that credit card breach several years ago? Mm -hmm. That wasn't Target. That was the company that provides our credit card processing. And so we deal with vendors every day, whether you have a lawn service or a, a maid service, or you have somebody that provides your HR your, at your it's company. It's third parties, yeah. It's all third parties, but you have to give up information, and there's a certain level. And so if you're working at a bank, uh-huh. you have different providers of your HR services, your health benefits, your financial benefits. And so they will have access to either employee information to varying degrees or customer information okay michael so how did she get how did they get into her account it's a long story oh but um was it you gave a credit card out or i don't know how this person got my credit card on their phone the apple wallet but he called me and he sounded super legitimate so very nice and at the end of our call i was like thank you so much for calling me wow you know he was like this is the fraud department with so-and-so bank and we have a uh we have possible fraud on your account in georgia i'm like oh yes you know so he was saying all these things so i openly gave him information and and the the really Sad part is, is that he went to a bank in Carrollton. Oh, and took out the man. Money. 
No, no. So he was right here in town. Yes, he right in my backyard. Oh my goodness. So I was, uh, you know, after I got off of my work calls, um, I told, I called my husband and I said, "Did you go to an ATM and pull out a bunch of hundred dollar transactions?" He's like, "Nope, I'm sitting at my desk at work." <laughs> Could have been a skimmer or it, it was. Of well, um, he did thirty transactions and it was a guy because I spoke to him <gasps> and thanked him for calling me. Wow, <laughs> such a nice person. Yeah. Wow, and because um, I had no idea, mm-hmm. and so. There's thirty one hundred dollar transactions on my account at one ATM. Thirty one hundred. I'm surprised the ATM did not uh, flag it. Right. And so when I went to the bank, I said, "There's cameras. You guys can see who it was. Um, Please find out." And what did they? Please help me get my money back. What did they say? (laughs) That they're working on it. It takes a long investigation. They'll give me a credit. Yeah. Temporary. I but. won't talk to anybody with credit information. I won't click links on email because generally if your bank or financial institution is trying to reach out to you, they'll call you. You'll see a notification. You'll get an email. Now float over links because they make them look really good. They're phishing. Oh, P-H-I-S. Or on the phone. Never give out your information on the phone unless you're calling a bank number on your website, on the bank website. You're initiating the call, not them calling you. Gotcha. So there are things uh, the elderly are really preyed upon as well with all yeah. of this. And well, so, they got me at a crazy time, but it was it looked super well, they, legitimate. They took, they took you on a, on a day that you were really probably exactly. not. Uh, the caller ID says Chase. Chase Bank. Yeah, they spoofed. Yeah. Uh, and that, I keep yes. hearing that. You know, I don't do any, any social media. I, I just I'm, I don't like it, but... Now even for gas, I always go inside and buy and pay prepay the gas. I don't use the, any of the machines. No. I, I don't. I just don't. Uh, I, I'm. I have this thing. We, it, we had uh, many years ago, somebody went into our account and they used my husband's name, and for, mm-hmm. it took us a year to two years and money and trying to get his personal information back. And I, I'm just not. I, I'm not into social media. Now they've got these new classes which I'm supposed to be taking. Of uh, mental, what do you call it? Um, oh, some sky stuff, you know, that uh, above above me. And I'm going like, what is this? They can know everything about you with, uh, without you having to provide anything. Is that Meta? Meta? Meta something. Oh, meta something. Meta. Facebook is now Meta. Data. Meta something. Oh, metadata. Metadata. Meta. Yeah. And all this stuff, and I'm going. You're not safe with anything, you know. Yeah. You have to buy. Was, yeah, we're going metadata. A lot believe of it, it is or not, out of your control. Yeah, it's yeah. out of my control. If I don't have control, it's not good for me. There are security, and that's part of what I deal with is the security breaches, and that's why when a company has a breach, they're supposed to reach out to you and let you know. I mean, we've all probably okay, been so, victims of. Okay, so so this happened Absolutely. to Daisy. Okay, this happened to Daisy. Is the bank liable for that? No. They're going to. Um, Going, they will do their best to try to yeah, catch to them because get, they'll keep doing it. Yeah. And if the bank doesn't do anything, that's going to be a reputational hit on them. So they take it very seriously. Yeah. Uh, they're not liable, but they do take it seriously. But they take it seriously. Uh, I had that happen with my credit card when um, just a couple of months ago they charged they tried to charge ten thousand dollars on my capital, oh my and goodness. I think it was when when we were buying the, this this things right here, and uh, it, they called me at one o'clock in the morning and they said you you know that we're charging, but I have, I, I, I just, I'm very strict. I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't tolerate, because you know what, to me, you steal electric chair. 
Yeah, just beware. Yep. Because uh, this person called me. I was answering emails and texting people on my work computer. And I had my daughter over here and I was trying to help her set up teams for an interview call. And so I have you all were, these things yeah. going on at once. And he's calling to tell me, oh, there's a fraud charge on your card. Do you want me to cancel it or, or put a hold on it? I'm like, yes, please do that. So I'm thinking that. You, you trusted him and you've got yeah. to trust somebody. Yeah. yeah, I don't. If they initiated the call, I won't give them any. In fact, oftentimes I won't even answer with my name. If I don't recognize the number, leave me a voicemail and I'll call you back. It, it, because you never know. And if you give that information, I'm, I'm usually asking, okay, send me a notification through the bank. I'll go online. I call and the check banker online. right away. I call the bank right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, yesterday they were talking about if you go to the gas station, they're using some kind of like a skimmers. Skimmers. And, yeah, that's for the chip. Um, they had one right here in Carrollton at the. Well, I was there yesterday to pay, uh, buy gas. The one on Marsh Lane, the um, quick, quick stop. It was all police. They had put in this, and they they were on the scammers. So, so we're almost out of time. But I did want to say thank you so much for yes. being here. Thank Mike. you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much. And we really appreciate your service uh, yes, to do. our country and everything you're doing with Team Rubicon. Yes. It sounds amazing, mm -hmm. and we're so happy to have you here. Yeah. Thank you so much. And a call to action at 3 o'clock on Monday. Please have a moment to remember those yes. that did pass away. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you that so much for reminding us on that. 3 o'clock on Monday, that is correct. And if you have a minute, stop at one of the cemeteries and visit. Uh, in our Jewish cemetery, you'll see uh, our um, Star of David on all our... On all our uh, on all our stones, we so, have a wonderful memorial over here yes, by Carrollton yes, Josie do. Ranch we, Library. And we just put flags out and yes. get them to pick them up today. But all we'll pick them up on Monday. Pick them but, up on Monday, yes, or Tuesday. But we're also going to be doing a memorial wreath laying of a wreath on Monday at 10 a.m. So if anybody wants to join, that would be also that would be great. great. Well, thank you so very much. Thank you, Luis Palomo and Michael Clark. Thank you for. Um, giving us uh, the day, the morning as a <clears throat> as a very wonderful day from L and M Productions, and be sure and call us and let us know. Have a good evening. Also, want to just give a real quick shout out to Young Song's son, who Joshua Song, who was on our show the day he the day before he got deployed to uh, Korea. He is now from Corporal. He just got promoted to Sergeant. Oh, welcome. Thank you so much for coming to. Congratulations. Uh, we're also please. Stop and have lunch at uh, Old House Barbecue, the yes. best barbecue in town. And the biscuit sandwiches are out of this world. But mm -hmm. the baked potato, you, nobody has one baked potato like it, Mr. Guillen What's does. today's podcast special? The podcast is brisket, to, uh, brisket sandwich with two sides for seven ninety nine. dollars right. That's a great deal. Y'all need to come on down. Yes. Thank you so much, Mr. Dooling. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. Marshall, Thank always, you. Marshall, my sister. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you, Ms. Daisy, Thank you, Ms. and Daisy. congratulations on all the graduations and on all coming up. Thank you, Absolutely. Michael. Thank congratulations, you, Louise. Councilwoman Thank you. Daisy. Amen. Thank you so much. Have yes. a Amen. great Saturday. Have a great weekend, and we will see you soon. And we honor you on Memorial Day. Yes, we do. Thank you.